the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to talk a little bit about the future of the Denver Broncos and some head coaching positions that could be open along with Denver's. And, well, who is the sexiest names that, or at least the sexiest teams that could be courting some of the same head coaching candidates that Denver could be after? But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Be sure to check it out at tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. Now, also up on the Twitter page at Ronnie K Radio, that's where I have a poll question where you can interact with the show. And of course, on the Broncos Blitz podcast, we always like to get your thoughts, or at least I do. I mean, I, this, this podcast isn't driven without you guys and you guys listening, providing your opinions. And so I always appreciate it and I always try to get to it. Uh, so up on the Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, Denver has a ton of competition when it comes to a desirable head coaching job in the NFL. Green Bay, Cleveland, Dallas, all possible candidates. And so those guys are listed along with the Broncos as far as which job do you believe is most desirable. Now, obviously, uh, Denver still has their head coach in Vance Joseph. They have not moved on from him, but it certainly feels like the writing is on the wall. And I think everybody knows it down there, whether it's the front office to Vance himself. Um, this has just been a year or two that just has not boded well. Uh, I think there were many that, that wanted Vance out after year one. They ended up giving him a second chance, and I don't blame him for that. I don't blame the, the Broncos for that because I think uh, people deserve second chances, and, and Vance deserves a second chance to have an offseason where he could uh, gain a better crop of players because, look, the talent was very depleted last year. Uh, for the Denver Broncos, and certainly they were rejuvenated with a very good draft class and a, a couple free agent signings that certainly we thought could have bettered the team, but in the end, it didn't happen, and certainly it is looking like a a, a partnership that is looking to, to split ways. Uh, so in the event where Denver is looking for a head coach, so we preface that on the podcast, who would be available? Now, let's look around the league and see what jobs could potentially be open. Look into the crystal ball because there are quite a few of them. I want to start in the AFC and then we'll move down as far as the uh, Dolphins go at 5-5. Five and five. Looking like a team that could be salvaging their season or if things were to go sour and go south... Is Adam Gase still your guy? The Buffalo Bills with Sean McDermott. Is that something that you want to continue on if the Bills do not improve? Because certainly the Bills not looking great this year. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Doug Marone. Is that a 
partnership that you think that would work long term? Because look, let's face it, this is a Jacksonville defense that certainly is very, very good, and yet consistently on offense, they have yet to put together an offense that is well worthy of being competent, at least in this league, and their record is now suffering because of it. Uh, the Cleveland Browns job obviously is already open. CBS Sports is Jason Lock and Four reporting heavily that the Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh are headed towards a potential split. The Ravens, a possible open job, and then the New York Jets with Todd Bowles. I mean, is this a situation that you um, you look at and say, well, Bowles deserves a second chance? Potentially, because they've dealt with a lot of young quarterback issues in Sam Darnold, but they do have that franchise quarterback in place. But Bowles also a potential guy on the hot seat as well, as the Jets have looked absolutely embarrassing as well, too. So that's certainly to consider. And that's the thing with these head coaching positions is that, you know, it's one thing to lose. It's another to lose in certain ways. You know, Denver saw this last year when they were just blown out in several games. And certainly that's the case this year with the Jets. Uh, 31-12 against the Jaguars. A 37-17 loss to the Vikings. 41-10 to, of all teams, the Buffalo Bills. So certainly I think the, the second half of the season coaching for his job, Todd Bowles, is in New York. To the NFC, where actually there's lesser jobs, I think, that potentially could be open, but the real sexy ones are Green Bay with Mike McCarthy. Look, Green Bay's loss to Seattle is a big deal because, well, Green Bay at 4-5-1, and one, not sure if you're making it into the playoffs. This is a team that's now 0-5 on the road. And uh, if this team cannot get it together with the talent that they've had, and again, Aaron Rodgers, for all the, the talk about how good this guy is, and it is all valid talk, they have yet to score any sort of serious postseason success outside, of course, that deep playoff run. I mean, this is a team that for... Having one of, if not the most talented, pure arm, potentially the NFL has ever seen. They have one ring to show for it in all the years under Mike McCarthy, and it seems like it's just every single year where they are underwhelming and underperforming. So certainly the Packers position could be looked at as an open opportunity. And Jason Garrett in Dallas as well, too. I mean, the Cowboys at four and five. How many more years are you going to go before you finally say enough if you're Jerry Jones? Now, there are other problems that are deeper in Dallas, and I don't want to get into that because, look, let's face it, uh, that's that's another topic for another podcast. We can go on about that, but certainly Dallas, a potential opening. And then lastly, you have to look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well with Dirk Cutter. This is a, a Buccaneers team that has just not been very good, a disaster quarterback situation where you're not even sure if Jameis Winston is your future anymore, and then you kind of go back and forth with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the result is a 3-6 and six record. So a lot of teams potentially looking for new positions i want to narrow it down to the sexiest six that's the sexiest six and those would be the jets ravens browns cowboys packers broncos and i'm going to um, preference five of these solely because of their quarterback situation the packers cowboys um are are both two of the more high profile positions because of their team and their rich heritage history 
Cowboys, of course, are the Cowboys America's team and all the winning they've done throughout the years. Well, they haven't really won lately, but uh, you have a good, solid, stable quarterback position in Dak Prescott and also a good running back position in Ezekiel Elliott. Of course, the Packers, we've talked about it. Aaron Rodgers, enough said, point blank, period. The Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield. This is a very appealing position, and it's funny that for as much as we have talked about the Cleveland Browns and all the losing seasons and the misery that Cleveland has gone through, this is actually an extremely sexy position. John Dorsey has this team moving in the right in the right position, in the right direction, and they have a lot of good young talent from Garrett on defense to Denzel Ward. Uh, Baker Mayfield and the the Browns now beginning to show life as a team that is no longer just the redheaded stepchild of the NFL. This is a team that potentially could be playoff worthy in a couple years, if not sooner. And the right head coaching hire could certainly get them there. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have an interesting, uh, appealing situation because you obviously have Joe Flacco, who, who may or may not be there after this season, but you have Lamar Jackson kind of sitting in the background. Now, I have on this podcast said multiple times that I don't think Lamar Jackson's a player. Uh, I, I just don't think, and it's not so much because of Lamar Jackson, I think it's more so because of his style. I just don't think that style works in the NFL. But, of course, every offensive coordinator or offensive mind or Really, head coach in general, I think, looks at a potential raw quarterback with just a high ceiling and says, I can make that guy work, a la Tim Tebow, Josh McDaniels. I'm a super genius. I can make things work. So I, I, I think you're going to see many, several candidates potentially look at that spot and say that is potentially a sexy one as well, too. Uh, and, and then you get the Denver Broncos. And, and I'll get to the Jets uh, in a minute here. Um because the, the Broncos are the one outlier here because they don't have a quarterback situation that is very stable. Of course, when you look at the Jets as well, too, Sam Darnold. That's that's point-blank set, period. And that's how important the quarterback position is because the Jets, Ravens, Browns, Cowboys, Packers all arguably have a stable future quarterback situation, and Denver does not because Case Keenum, quite frankly, has not played well this year, and you don't have a future behind him. It does not look great to find a future in the 2019 NFL draft. So the quarterback position, if you take over, is looking bad for the next two years, at the least. Now, free agency plays a factor. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks potentially hitting the open market. I mean, uh, is Tennessee going to hold on to Marcus Mariota long-term? Is Port, uh, is uh, the, the Buccaneers going to look at Jameis Winston and say, he's our guy for the future. There are going to be savvy veterans. What's happening with Derek Carr in Oakland? I mean, there are, there are going to be a lot of names. So Joe Flacco, we brought up a little bit earlier in the podcast. There are going to be a lot of names that are going to be out there. But immediately solving that position Day one is on your mind as a head coach if you take over in Denver, and I think that's what's going to lose the luster for that Denver Broncos position. Now, don't get me wrong. For all the fans who want to talk about how nobody can work with John Elway or nobody is going to want to take the Denver Broncos job, that is just that to think that is just foolish. Uh, there are only 32 coaching jobs in the NFL, and I promise you, Denver is near the top, in the top 10, when it comes to one of the better jobs in the industry. This is still a, this is still a team that is very well regarded 
and has shown that under good coaching, they have been very successful from uh, Gary Kubiak to John Fox to Mike Shanahan. Really, you have your two duds in Josh McDaniels and Vance Joseph. And obviously, every coach going into this uh, process thinks they're a good coach. That's obvious there. So they think if they jump onto a Denver team who has a rich history, who is going to back them, who is going to give them good talent, they are going to succeed. So Denver is still a very sexy position. Now, is it sexier than some of these other ones that I uh, uh, reeled off? I don't think so. I think if you look at, at Denver, they're probably third on this list. Okay, because you look at if you're a head coach that's looking for a new gig, you're looking for obviously a stable quarterback position. You're looking for a good ownership, a stable ownership. You're looking for a a team that could potentially be turnkey. You know, obviously how much power is in the decision making, but turnkey, how can they win earlier? And I think the immediate one that jumps off the page is the Packers because of obviously Aaron Rodgers now getting up there in age. So certainly something to worry about moving forward on the long-term basis. And this may not appeal so much to a veteran head coach who is looking for maybe a more long-term stable situation uh, because you are looking at a a position that you're going to have to look at filling in three years. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, while amazing, father time is undefeated and will catch up for him. But regardless, this is a guy who's in his mid-30s that can still play. The other one, obviously, that jumps off the page that is better than the Denver position right now is the Cleveland Browns. This is a Cleveland Brown team where Baker Mayfield looks like a potential player in this league, and there's a ton of talent surrounding him, and they have money to use. So this is a Cleveland Brown team that's going to be picking in that top 10 as well. That's more talent. This is a team that with the next head coach, and I think there's a little bit of that mystique still around them, right? There's still that mystique of if you are the quarterback to turn this team around, if you are the head coach to turn this team around, to finally make the Cleveland Browns a winner. Let's forget about, first of all, a championship, just nonetheless a a playoff appearance and and playoff wins. If you were to be that, you could be held at higher in the city of Cleveland as the the godlike figure that brings a championship to Cleveland. There's a little bit. I'm not saying it's very much when it comes to when you're factoring in all the things that uh, make a good head coaching job. But that's a little sliver of the pie. That's like five ten percent of that. You could be the man that takes the Cleveland Browns and makes them a championship contender. So certainly something around there. The Cowboys are are a situation that appeals, I think, to more of a, a potentially a younger head coach who doesn't need to take over all the reins. Of course, probably not going to give it any of the, uh, the, the much of the power I don't think is going to be given away anyways because Jerry Jones is involved, and that's what makes this job such a... Um, Interesting one, because while it's not appealing to several who want those powers, those veteran head coaches, maybe towards more of a young one, but you do get a very good offense right out of the box. Of course, Amari Cooper now involved, Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, so certainly an appealing position, and it's the Cowboys. It's a big brand, and certainly latching onto that 
for a maybe a younger head coach or somebody who is really trying to uh, establish himself in the NFL could be appealing to. So uh, there are going to be a lot of teams. Of course, New York could potentially be involved, and New York is New York. Uh, you have Sam Darnold. That's a that's a what seemingly looks like a well established franchise quarterback position. And at least for the next three years, you don't have to look. So Denver, I think, falls in between the kind of middle of the road. Because look, this is a Denver team that is still very good on defense and has offensive weapons. They're just looking for that one quarterback. And I think you could really look at this roster and arguably say, with better coaching, they are not a team that's sitting in the three and six bottom bottom seller in the AFC. This is more of a five and four, six and two team. And again, you look at it. Brandon McManus hits a fifty-one yard field goal. Case Keenum connects with Demarius Thomas. On a last-second touchdown, coaching isn't even involved there, and you win those two games. And now all of a sudden they're five and four, and Denver is looking. The narrative is completely different. And maybe you add some better coaching. Maybe you're six and two, seven and one. Who knows? I mean, there are a whole ton of um, potential um, uh, factors in here. So uh, I should say six and three, seven or two. Um, as the Broncos have played nine games, so math was never my specialty, by the way, as you could tell. So uh, up on the on the Twitter page, at Ronnie K Radio, of course, we have that poll question. In the event where Denver is open and all these other jobs, where do you think is the most desirable? I listed the Broncos, the Browns, Cowboys, and Packers, and uh, get you some results there with 58% of the vote. Overwhelming. The Packers are your number one position, and obviously the Aaron Rodgers factor is involved there. The Cleveland Browns actually came in at number two right now with 22% of the vote. Denver is number three at 15% of the vote, and then the Cowboys at 5% is number four. And, of course, obviously the Jerry Jones factor kind of looming large. Now, some of your reaction on Twitter, uh, Hunting Life 87 Philip Jarvis says Green Bay because of well, AR-12, Aaron Rodgers. He is kind of the big lying factor over that. Hollywood, Isaiah Man 61 says, two of Denver's biggest problems are at QB and GM. Case Keenum is a stopgap quarterback, and Elway's playing legacy no longer benefits his pull as GM. Peyton and others were drawn to Denver because of John's Hall of Fame status. Not many of his draft coaching decisions have tarnished that veneer. So certainly there are uh, a shine and a luster has rubbed off. Uh, but I will say this, the 2018 draft class was a very good one, a home run, three-run homer for John Elway, and that's going to help him in some of his pools or at least his draw to try to um, attract maybe a more well-established head coach. Uh, Angry Andy, big fan of the podcast, Angry Andy, uh, says, Packers, you have the best QB, just not need be an idiot like Mike McCarthy. Uh, you said that, not me, but I will say Mike McCarthy's coaching decisions have been very sketchy over the last couple of years. Jacob Brown says, very true. Harbaugh has a better chance of a Super Bowl with Rodgers rather than Keenum, sad to say, when it comes to reacting in regards to Green Bay. So certainly there are going to be open opportunities. Now, again, these, outside of Cleveland, no job is open right now. So none of these positions may actually be open. But it's sports talk fodder, and hey, we got to run with it because let's face it, this is a Denver team that should be looking 
for a head coach position, at least uh, in the next future. Um, do want to report some news here really quick, and I know this is a podcast, so this will probably be old news by the time you actually listen to it, but uh, real unfortunate news for Denver as they are going to lose another offensive line, unfortunately for the Denver Broncos, uh, and this reported by Mike Kliss. Uh, terrible news, Max Garcia who essentially uh, took every rep and finished practice yesterday, came in and felt discomfort in his knee, and an MRI revealed a torn ACL. He is done for the year. Uh, so now Billy Turner is starting at left guard. I mean, this this is just an offensive line that is now just completely different from uh, the very beginning of the year because, of course, uh, you lost you know uh, uh, Ron Leary for the entirety of the year, Matt Paradis, and now Max Garcia. This is just awful news coming out of Denver. So, uh, again, that's, that's news that's just breaking now. Um, but, of course, a podcast being a pre-recorded deal, well, by the time you listen to it, you'll probably have that already, um, you know, in the bank. So we'll react to it really quick. This is instant reaction. Um, real bad news. Real bad news for Case Keenum. I mean, this is uh, an offensive line that was already extremely depleted. And while Max Garcia, not by any means the strongest one, this is a Denver Broncos defense that, or excuse me, an offensive line that really just could not, they, they could not afford to lose any other guys. And yet now still... Uh, dealing with more injuries now, rearing their ugly head, and that's just awful, awful news for this Denver Broncos team because uh, you know this is an offensive line that was graded out by Pro Football Focus in the mid twenties when it comes to offensive line. So, um, real sad news, uh, real sad for Max Garcia. This is a guy who uh, you know was kind of holding his own at least as far as an offensive lineman. Now makes it tougher on that run game, makes it tougher on Case Keenum throwing the football. Uh, this is uh, a big opportunity for Billy Turner to kind of step up and and really potentially be a stopgap guy who maybe uh, establishes himself as maybe one of the more um, better fringe depth guys for an offensive lineman. But big, big problems now for Denver on the offensive line as they continue. So it's the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And Get your reaction, Max Garcia, now out for the season. And, of course, our original topic of discussion via the head coaches. Be sure to check it out at MileHighSports.com. We have all kinds of great stuff over there on the Broncos. Of course, MileHighSports.com with written articles from Sean Drotar, myself, uh, Zach Seegers, uh, Rich Kurtzman, Justin Michaels, TJ McBride, a lot of good stuff over there at MileHighSports.com. Strongly encourage you to go check it out. Be sure to go check it out at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Thanks, y'all.